Welcome to the What If Podcast, where we rewrite sports past, present, and future. We're your hosts, Eddie, Jeet, Cameron, and Michael. Four lifelong friends, each with a unique perspective on sports. And find out what if Magic Johnson never contracted HIV and how that impacted his NBA career. Welcome back to the What If Sports Pod. We're very happy you have chosen to listen to another episode of this great podcast. Someone else told me it was great. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. We're talking about Magic Johnson today, NBA great, the legend, and what if he never contracted HIV and how that would have impacted his stature in regards to the NBA greats. And what was the public health significance of him contracting HIV in society during the 1990s? Before then, we have a very special topic intro. The NBA playoffs are approaching its end, and we are currently in the NBA finals. At the time of recording, game one has yet to be played, but we're going to be talking about our predictions because long ago, we decided to do a little bracket. So we're going to be diving into that today and figuring out how bad our choices were. At least mine are. Without further ado, I'll toss it over to Cameron. How did your picks turn out? Yeah, so I gave absolutely zero respect to the Suns. I, I had them getting knocked out in the first round to the Lakers. I'm a firm believer that LeBron just wins in the playoffs if he's in it. So I, I just didn't think the Suns were going to be ready. You know, I think that might be a different series too if Anthony Davis is healthy. But I think the other part of it was. You know, Chris Paul hasn't had a lot of success in the playoffs, but, you know, he's been really good. And then the rest of their team was so young. I didn't really believe in him. I thought the experience of LeBron and then obviously the mismatch that AD is would prove to be the difference. But like the biggest thing with them is like DeAndre Ayton has been incredible. And obviously Booker's been amazing. And like all the role players have been so good. So I don't think I also knew how good they were defensively either. So, yeah, they completely wrecked my bracket. I had Utah playing the Lakers there in the semifinals, and obviously that didn't happen. The Clippers, the Kawhi-less Clippers, did pretty good there. But then on the other side, I feel like I was pretty spot on. The only really difference was I had the Hawks losing to the 76ers in five games. I didn't really account for Ben Simmons being just totally inept offensively. And Trey, I'm just playing out of his mind. So many of these young guys came in in their first playoffs and just played out of their minds. It was, it was really fun to watch. But yeah, I have the Bucks in six. Well, I'm, I'm torn because I have a very newfound respect for Chris Paul after he played for the Thunder. He was like such a good leader and just like a good dude. And really took the team to where it should have even sniffed. Like they shouldn't even been in the playoffs. They should be right at the bottom of the lottery like they were this year. But he rallied the troops. They're up in the fifth seed and really probably could have won in the first round last year. 
I really enjoyed his leadership on the team. So I was kind of rooting for him to make it through the finals, but I'm also like a big Giannis guy and I think it'd be really cool for them to win. So I don't know. I'd be up for either to win really. There we go. I think it's going to be a common theme, Cameron, with the Suns not getting the respect from a lot of pits. More to come later on that, I suppose. But yeah, spot on on the Bucks and six. You had him six in the conference finals. And your boy Trey, he showed up. So that was very fun to see too. Eddie, what are your thoughts on how your selections turned out? Yeah, so I did pick the Lakers to win. But that was a huge disappointment, you know. I agree with Cameron, you know, I believe in LeBron and it just pained me when they lost to the Suns, how people were just mocking LeBron and how he was only good in the bubble, like this was a bubble championship team, all that stuff. That was a bunch of nonsense. So yeah, so I didn't give enough respect to the Suns. I don't recall what happened in actuality between the Jazz and the Clippers. Did it go to seven? No, it was six. It was six, okay. Yeah, so, you know, I didn't think the Clippers would go far, but they went to the conference finals. And I'd say if Kawhi was not injured, I think they would have gone to the finals. And then on the East, yeah, I had the Knicks going all the way to conference finals. I disrespected the Hawks. They have surprised me so much. It kept annoying me how they kept games close against the Bucks, especially. I take some pride in the fact that I predicted the Bucks would come out against the Nets. I didn't think it would be in seven games. I predicted five games for Milwaukee, but yeah, I did not see the Nets going to the finals at all. It just reminded me of that Heat team in uh, 2011 when people thought they would automatically gel. So had the Bucks in the finals, we'll see how they do. Cameron, I'm also kind of torn for similar reasons. This uh, respect for Chris Paul. I like Chris Paul. I don't like him as a player as much. I think he he whines and stuff a little bit too much, but I like him as a person outside of basketball. I like how he's well-revered within the league, you know, president of the MBPA. He's a true leader in that regard, so I respect him for that. I also like the Suns as well for the head coach. I like Monty Williams. I think he's just a great guy. He's just a guy, even though he's had some tragic things happen to him, he just still perseveres. And I just like how the players relate to him, you know? I don't know why, but like at the end of the series with the Clippers, he gave Chris Paul a hug and kissed him on the head. And I think he also kissed like Devin Booker on the head as well. That's just really cool, you know? He shows he cares and and they care about him as well. But on the other hand, I also like the Bucks. I love Giannis, I love Drew Holiday, and I especially love Chris Middleton. So I'd be happy for them. I say I'm slightly leaning towards the Bucks, but we'll see, we'll see. Good stuff. Eddie, as the owner of the New York Knicks, it looks like that you had him going on a little run. Yeah, that's very fair to say. I was riding on that Tom Thibodeau, Julius Randle, Reggie Bullock, Obi Toppin, RJ Barrett train. Yeah, that was a fun series to watch, even just for a little bit, the whole Trey Young, New York experience. That was really cool. Mr. G, what do you got with your bracket? How do you feel it turned out? Doesn't look like it turned out too well. 
I don't think I got any of the conference finals correct. That's an L, but uh, I had the Suns going on the first round. I had the Nets beating the Bucks, which I still think is a good, that's a fair bet. I didn't know anything about the Hawks prior to this, besides that they had Trey Young, so that took me by surprise. Like everyone, I thought LeBron was going to just march towards the finals, but it turned out not to be. So, yeah, not a great performance on my part, but it happens. I remember right too, because when we did these picks, it was before the playing games. So you thought the Lakers were going to be the eight seed and the Warriors were going to be the seven. Is that right? I think that's right. I thought the Warriors were going to make a big run. Yeah. So you had the eight, seven Western Conference finals. Yeah. No, that didn't go to plan. This is, a, this is quite the bracket sheet. Uh, I like to add up the numbers of the seeding. Like we said in the East, in the finals, it's you have the Sixers who are the one seed, the Nets who are the two, so that adds up to three. But like Cameron said, you had the eight, which add up to fifteen in the conference finals. I love that. Very NCAA tournament. Complete opposite. So I hear what you guys are saying, and that actually makes me root for the Suns more. I didn't see them in the light that you guys see them, so. Yeah, you guys are making me like the Suns a little more. Like Eddie said, I respect Chris Paul. Don't like him on the court as much, but it would be kind of cool to see him get a trophy. I don't think the Suns have like earned it yet because I feel like the Bucks have been in the playoffs for the most of the past few years. They've really been knocking on the door and they're finally in. And this is, I think this might be like their only chance to get to the finals. Because like Brooklyn's going to come back next year and then Atlanta's just going to get better probably. I would like to see Milwaukee win just because this is their chance, I think. And they've been trying for a while, whereas the Suns just came out of nowhere. I like Giannis. I like Drew Holiday. So we'll see how it goes. And also, we had made a bet at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Long story short, I don't have heat in my apartment and I live in Michigan. And at the beginning of the year, we had said if a if a team with heat related name wins a championship this year, then I will go and get heat in my apartment. So if the Suns win, then I <laughs> I have to get heat in my apartment. That's just like a chore that I don't want to have to add to my list. So I don't want to I don't want to win. <laughs> So you're going to root against being more comfortable in your own apartment? I figure I've survived two winters here. <laughs> I don't need it at this point. That's the, it's the coward's way out, having heat. <laughs> Gee, we're just looking out for you, my friend. We, uh, we want you to have heat. You know, you're in Michigan. It gets a little chilly up there. forgot about that bit. I shouldn't have brought it up. So wrap us up. I'll go real quick, too. I had the Clippers going to the conference finals, so that's good. I did not put a lot of respect on the Jazz. Perhaps a little bit justified towards the end that they lost. I also had the Lakers going to the finals. No respect on the Suns. My apologies, Phoenix. I actually had the Lakers winning against the Nets in seven games, if I'm not mistaken. But truth be told, I am very happy that Milwaukee got through. I don't really like Brooklyn. But if all the players weren't injured in these NBA playoffs, I think things probably look a little bit different. 
I'm glad Milwaukee's in there. I'm glad Phoenix is in there getting some new blood. I want the Suns to win. X Factor, Jay Crowder. I love Jay Crowder. I love that tenacity. So we'll see what happens. Eddie says no. He doesn't like the guy. But Crowder sucks. (laughs) There we go. So, yeah, good stuff. History will be made. Either the Suns win for the first time or the Bucks the first time in a while. But diving back into history, going back to 1990, 1991, when Magic Johnson contracted HIV, how would that have impacted his career had that not actually happened? Without further ado, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and enjoy the episode. Like if Cheat should get heat in his apartment. I like it. All right, fellas. We are going to do a little Jeopardy as to who we're going to be talking about today. Career accomplishments, if you can't tell, this is NBA. Five-time NBA champion, nine-times finals contestant, three-times finals MVP, three-time NBA MVP, 12-time All-Star, nine-time All-NBA first team, one-time second team, and part of the infamous Dream Team with assists, like fifth all-time in regular season, first all-time in assists per game in both the postseason and regular season. His like postseason assists per game at 12.3. I thought that was wild. I'm Who is Magic Johnson? I guess the same as Cameron. I guess the same as Cameron and Eddie. Well, you guys are absolutely correct. It is Magic Johnson. So Magic Johnson, in my opinion, one of the top players of all time. And I'm curious what you guys are going to think by the end of the conversation, if that would actually have been different. Like, would he have been even higher up in the rankings? If he's number six now, would he be number two, number three? I don't know. This is super random. I just realized his initials are MJ. And, like, he deserves his own, like, initials. Like, oh, it's MJ, but that's Michael Jordan. He but doesn't, that like, that wasn't his, like, real name, though. True. I still feel bad, though. But anyways, yes, we're talking about Magic Johnson today. And the question is this. What if he never retired from the NBA after contracting HIV in 1991, I believe it was? And then also, how would that have changed society? How would that have changed the mindset about the HIV AIDS epidemic? The year before he retired, he had incredible stats. He had 19.4 points per game, 12 and a half assists, and seven rebounds. When I saw the last dance, I realized that was his last really go of it as well, which is ironic, but they lost to the finals to the Chicago Bulls, four to one. He turned 32 that following August, only a few months later, and retired less than three months later. So on November 7th, 1991, he retired, and it was kind of crazy thinking about that, like this has happened 30 years ago. But he retired because he was HIV positive. Other, you know, famous people had become HIV positive, but Magic Johnson was really one of the first examples of a huge star celebrity getting HIV positive, being a heterosexual male. So when you think about that, HIV AIDS was also known as typically homosexual men were really prone to getting HIV positive. So he was kind of a change of the bill there. 
I realized this after doing a little research today, but Freddie Mercury died that same month that he retired from an AIDS-related bronchial pneumonia. And some other big names who have become HIV positive, either back in the 80s or 90s, or even recently. Greg Luganis, Charlie Sheen, Easy e Jonathan Van Ness. And just to give some public health data and just kind of how big of an issue HIV AIDS were, you know, we're in a pandemic now and, you know, in the 80s, 90s, HIV AIDS was an epidemic. It was a huge concern. And it wasn't just like a year or two. This was many years. The first case was 1981. And it goes all the way through the 80s, all the way through the early to mid 90s. And today in the U.S., there are more than 1.1 million people living with HIV, more than 700,000 people who have died from AIDS. So I also wanted to kind of realize, like, what kind of backlash he had, Magic Johnson, when he wanted to return to play. So he was voted an all-star for the 1992 all-star game, which he didn't play that season, but he came back for it. But former teammates, Byron Scott, A.C. Green, they were really reserved about him actually playing, in addition to Carl Malone. And you also see he tried to return that next year. So he would have been age 33, I believe, which, you know, he was still in his prime. Like, at 31, the year he retired, he had incredible stats. They went to the NBA Finals. Like, he was an amazing player still. But two years removed, he had a lot of backlash for wanting to return. He was even part of the dream team in 92. But at the same time, even teammates at the time, he said that they weren't sure if they wanted him to return to the team and play with them because he was HIV positive. So I didn't actually know this. He returned to the Lakers as a coach in 1993-94 before returning as a player, which I didn't even know he came back as a player after he became HIV positive. Age 36, over 14 and a half points per game, nearly seven assists, over five and a half rebounds. As an NBA player, that's a pretty solid stat line. As a 36-year-old, that's really solid. And that kind of made me think, what could have been in those stats in those years between from when he retired to when he played his age 36 season, which was a half season. And then he retired in the summer of 96. I mean, there was so much time that he missed when honestly he was still in his prime. You think about LeBron now at 35, who says Magic Johnson couldn't have been as effective age 33, 34, 35 when he didn't play as LeBron. So what if Magic Johnson never became HIV positive and or he didn't retire after becoming HIV positive from the NBA? Would his rank among the best players of all time have changed, in your opinions? Would he have won more NBA titles? How would if his decision not to retire by being HIV positive really impact, you know, society? How would have that looked like in the NBA with his teammates and opposition? He became a huge advocate for HIV AIDS after his diagnosis in 91. So what would that have done had he continued playing instead of retiring? Would that have changed his legacy as an advocate? Would that have changed really anything when it came to HIV AIDS? So I guess today we're kind of talking the intersection of sports and health here. I think if I remember right, well, I'm not totally positive this is true or not, but it kind of took a physical toll on him a little bit. Isn't that kind of why he kind of stepped away for a little bit and 
I can't quite remember because uh, I remember watching a document on it. But if I remember right, like it still kind of took a little bit of a toll from him physically. And if he would have continued to play, he probably wouldn't have played at the same level through, you know, an 82 game season and going deep into May and the playoffs and everything. So I don't think based on that, but if I am remembering right, I imagine that his stats probably wouldn't have ended up the same. But the impact that he has on the team with his leadership and everything, just have to take that in consideration when talking about taking teams into the playoffs and things like that. You know, I don't think him playing would change my outlook on him because he was just so dominant in the time that he did play. Like he was the best player in the NBA, him and Larry Bird during those years. So, you know, I think people are pretty understanding of, you know, what happened and everything and kind of see that even if he would have played like three or four or five more years, like I don't think it would have probably changed too much just because he was so dominant in those few years. Like obviously his numbers would look better, but I don't necessarily think that changes the outlook on how people view him and I think people still have him in their top five probably, or, you know, maybe top 10, but I would say argue more top five. Got you. But I agree. I think definitely top 10. I don't know if he would have won more NBA titles. Like that last dance was really informative, but do you guys think the Lakers, if he would have continued playing HIV positive or not, do you think the Lakers would have won another title or two perhaps? Those Bulls teams were so good, though. Like, you're talking about Michael Jordan and his prime. Like, I don't know if anybody would have beaten Michael Jordan in those years. I don't know. They might have, like, snuck one out or something. Maybe broke up a couple of those three-peats, but that's tough to think that you could beat one of the greatest dynasties of all time. Yeah, I was thinking about, like, how would his decision to not retire despite being... HIV positive have been received by his peers, teammates, the general public. I think for the general public, it would have been a statement. You know, this was probably like you named like a lot of the high profile individuals that contracted HIV. And yeah, this was one of the high profile athletes that got it. I think by not retiring, he might have played a role in like destigmatizing the illness. You know, like just showing that, you know, you can still live, you can still do whatever you want, like you can still have happiness doing something that you love, that you enjoy, in spite of having a sexually transmitted infection. So, yeah. I have a question for Dr. Das. Were those other players actually at danger of contracting HIV AIDS if they were like on the same court and he got like an open cut or something like that? I mean, would that have been possible for those other players to get that? Transmit HIV by swapping fluids with someone. So if Magic Johnson got a cut and then someone other player already had a cut and his blood got into their wound, then they could get HIV. So I think it is a justified concern. You didn't know you were going to go through medical school tonight. You had a little quiz for you. 
Yeah, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready, but uh, Google going to be on your exam next week or something. Whenever you have your next exam, could be. You never know. Yeah, because I agree with you, Eddie. Like by him playing those out, I think would have been a big statement. But it also could have really backfired if there had been other players that ended up contracting it from him. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I asked the question: Is we're in a stage right now, and you mentioned the coronavirus now where you don't totally know everything about the coronavirus, like new contradicting facts are coming out. Like it seems like every hour almost. And so that's kind of the time period they were at then with HIV AIDS. So like, you don't totally know everything about that and you don't know how you can contract it. And that AIDS, that's like, it's like a really tough decision. Like, obviously we know a ton more now it's, you know, 30 years later. So for like the general safety of everyone, it might've been the best decision for him to retire. But like, you know, if you take that risk and then, you know, none of the players end up getting it and he's able to have a successful career and stuff, that could have made a huge difference. Obviously, like Eddie was saying, you know, maybe him not playing helped also not thinking about just yourself and thinking about other people too, you know? Yeah, I feel like also, I don't know what it was like at this time in the late 80s and 90s, but I feel like at that time, HIV was a very untreatable illness. Whereas nowadays, it's more like there are definitely treatments for HIV that can help people live long lives. So I feel like that goes into what Cameron's saying of like, there's such a risk of if someone else gets that, then you may have just shortened someone's life. And then there's also the thing of like, wow, Magic Johnson has HIV and he's still alive. Like that's so incredible. Maybe this isn't as much of a death sentence as we thought it was. On the other hand, it's also like Magic Johnson, this rich, famous athlete has HIV. He's doing fine. But then a lot of people who don't have the resources he has get HIV and don't live long. So, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of intersections of different things going on with this. I can't really speak to if he would have won more NBA titles because I don't know much about this time of NBA history. I would just defer to Cameron in saying that Michael Jordan probably is a tough guy to beat. But I I guess I'm more surprised that he's not already considered one of the best players of all time because I feel like when... We talk about it, we talk Michael Jordan, LeBron, and then Kobe, kind of, and then maybe Kareem. But then I feel like people don't really mention Magic Johnson as much. When I was looking at the stats, I feel like maybe they should. Yeah, his points per game definitely are lower, but you have to remember that he has, like, all-time leading scorer on his team. (laughs) That's where all those assists came from. So, you know, go hand-in-hand a little bit. Yeah, that age is, when he left, it was the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls show. Do you guys think that by him not playing, maybe heightened the issue a little bit? Do you think maybe that helped more than him playing through it? I could see that being the case. Like it brought more attention to it, made it a bigger deal. Yeah, I think about like someone like Patrick Mahomes, 
if like Patrick Mahomes got coronavirus and then said, you know, this is not only affecting me, this is affecting my teammates. Obviously right now it's a two week thing, but say it was a little bit more serious and he had to take a step back. All of a sudden Patrick Mahomes is retiring. Everyone been like, whoa, this is crazy. I feel like that's kind of like the same thing, like Andrew Luck retiring from all of his concussions and everything and all his other injuries. Like, you remember the day when you heard Andrew Luck retired? You were just like, like, it can't be right. You can't retire now. Like, you're at the prime of being an NFL quarterback, and he's like one of the best NFL quarterbacks. You know, that might be puts a little bit more light on the issues. It's a good question, though, Michael. Yeah. Thank you. I couldn't help myself from like thinking of like so many comparisons of what we're literally going through right now. But yeah, I mean, HIV AIDS, it was like, it was a death sentence. Greg Luganis, who I knew the name, I didn't really know who he was, but Olympic athlete. He got it in 1988 before the summer Olympics at age 28, I think it was. And he said it was like a death sentence. And, you know, with COVID death rates, especially amongst healthy aged, you know, 25, 38, 30 to 35 year old men, like it's not nearly as high as it was during the HIV AIDS epidemic. And seen a few documentaries it in the eighties, nineties in New York. And it was just, it was really sad because like you would have friends who, you know, they would be dropping out. They would just die in a span of like a few weeks. I mean, the fact of the matter is, I mean, this was a really serious disease and I think it's true. I mean, you have to think about like, if he did play, would it have destigmatized it a bit further, you know? But it, the fact that he didn't, or at least he didn't return to the NBA until I think 96 it was, he was able to advocate a huge amount. And even just the news of Magic Johnson, three-time MVP, five-time world champion, one of the top five players at the time in all of NBA history. I think the Patrick Mahomes comparison is like really spot on, Cameron. I was kind of surprised. It was like number seven of ESPN top stories or something or biggest news up until 2006 or something like that. I was surprised it was not even higher than that because this is one of the best players in your sport who retires because of this disease. Yeah. I also didn't look into it, but like how was the perception in 95, 96 when he did return for that half season of playing? He averaged pretty good numbers, but how did his teammates, how did other players that he played against, how do they receive that? Were things different in 95, 96 versus when he retired? I imagine they probably felt a little bit better. You probably had a little bit more knowledge. Like, and he played with all those guys on the dream team, right? In 92 or, mm. I mean, that was kind of in the middle of all that. And they seemed, you know, pretty fine with it. Yeah. I wonder what it would have been like to be a sports fan at this time. Like, can you imagine just, it'd be like one of those flashpoint moments where, where were you when Magic Johnson's press conference happened? You know, I felt like that was just such like an earth shattering moment. I don't know, I wonder if there's any comparable things that we've experienced, maybe like Rudy Gobert. Where were you when Rudy Gobert got COVID? <laughs> Shut the whole sports world down. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's like a sports moment that's like as comparable to something as big as that. I remember Tiger Woods, which granted, 
HIV AIDS, crashing a car on Thanksgiving Day, infidelity, like all that. It's very different, but it's one thing that comes to mind. But I, I think the magnitude of like, you don't know much about HIV AIDS at that time. So you're like, oh, so is Magic Johnson gay? Like, or is he giving it to the whole league? Just like the whole aura of questions that surrounds that issue, I think makes that such a different issue than some of the other things we've had. And it was like, like Aaron Hernandez or something. I don't know. It was also like, I bet people were thinking, is Magic Johnson going to die? Because yeah. like, can you imagine like we're one of the best players in the sport? All of a sudden, he only has a few years to live. That's true. I mean, a lot of people probably thought that, like, this could be it for Magic. Something that was really emotional. Well, actually, come to think of it, Cameron, I think you're right, because a lot of players in the NBA, like, there was a lot of discussion, really, in just society, like, oh, is Magic Johnson gay or bisexual? Did he have sex with a gay man? There was a lot of discussion with that. He said no. You may have heard other things about primetime Magic in the 80s. Like, he, he got around a little bit. He slept with a lot of women. And again, one of the first cases that like a really high profile name, he's a heterosexual, had sex with a woman, still contracted it. But there was a lot of rumors like, is he gay? Like, is he bisexual? And there was a rumor that Isaiah Thomas, which I didn't know this, actually spread that, which he definitely denied. Kind of want to dive more into history books and read into that. Yeah, I know there was like a video on YouTube about like Isaiah Thomas and Magic Johnson like talking some problem that they had out. They didn't exactly address the problem. Like they didn't say like what the issue was, but apparently Isaiah Thomas was like apologizing to Magic like, you know, I'm sorry. It was very emotional. Well, especially being a gay, like such a high profile gay person in that time, it's not like super welcome in our society now as much as it should be, but it's definitely more than it was probably in the 80s and 90s. So like having someone that high profile, like potentially everyone thinking is gay, that was probably earth shattering enough, I imagine, for a lot of people. I mean, like the Rams drafted Michael Sam after he came out as gay and that was like the story of the year. Imagine this in like in the 80s. Yeah. I think you're right, Cameron. That was only like 2013, 14. That was not that long ago. Good topic, Michael. That's an interesting one. Very like real life applications and intersections between society and sports. We have the hard hitting topics on this podcast. Thanks for listening to the What If Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Stay tuned as we continue to reimagine the world of sports. Mike, if Cheat should get heat in his apartment.